All right, we back for episode three. Yes. Back for episode three of Derek and Deja. All right. Last time, we had a few technical difficulties with the video. A lot. So this time, we're hoping that we're going to have a full-length video episode. Okay? Yes. So crossing our fingers, and this this one this one is, is going to be a good one. Yeah. For sure. You know? Mm-hmm. Real, real, just real quick. How did you feel about the second one? Um, Any feedback you got? Any critiques? Anything like that? The biggest critique, I hate that the video was not included. Mm. Um, but overall, I even listened to the audio myself at work, and I felt, you know, it was relatable. Mm. Uh, a lot of the topics that we touched on, you know, anybody can uh, chime in on, and please comment down below, you know, on the last video. Uh, give us our thoughts. Give you give. Give us your thoughts. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. But yeah, definitely. It was to me. It was definitely um, more thought out. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like our our topics had more substance to them, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, yeah. The first one was more so just about like celebrity gossip. Yeah, and I don't want to. I don't want to turn this thing into a a gossipy, Mm-mm. you know, tea. A tea blog, yeah. you know what I'm tea saying? Time? No, I no, want this no. to be something that that's actually substantial. Mm-hmm. So definitely, last episode it has some substance, and it was more like we were sitting without a camera on, without any mics, just our regular conversation that we have mm-hmm. with each other all the time. So that's right. what I like. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, this one should be something similar to that. Yeah, for sure, because the topics we have today, they can be, yeah. Yeah, they're they're up there. Yeah, for sure. We we're gonna see how it goes because man, I don't want to go. I don't want to get. I don't want to get too crazy with it. Mm-hmm. You know, but because I feel like I can. And we were talking about that yesterday. Yeah, and that's why we had to stop. Yeah, I was yeah. like, you know what? Let's not even include that. Sharing perspective is totally different coming from a male's perspective and a woman's perspective. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> with all of that out the way, let's start with. The the biggest, craziest thing that's been going on, you know, the thing that's been on everybody's minds, the things that have been on everybody's phones, the Will Smith and Chris Rock slap. Yes. We have to talk about it, even though everybody's probably tired of hearing about it. I'm yeah. tired of seeing it on my timeline, but mm-hmm. we feel like it's important to share our side. Right. So how do you, how do you feel about it? Um, over. Okay. So at first time, the first glance of looking at the video. Um, when he first went up there, I uh, honestly, you had to explain it to me when Chris Rock actually told the joke. I was like, what is he talking about? Mm-hmm. Literally, we had to pull up, you know, the G.I. Jane picture. So I knew, oh, okay, he was talking about her bald head. Right. And since you said that, let's, let's, let's pull it back a little uh-huh. bit. Let's bring it back into context, like the way you just said. Mm-hmm. So, so the Oscars happened recently. Chris Rock is on stage. I guess he's getting ready to present. Um, the nominees or present the winner of he, a category. He would just, you know, the regular fluff, mm-hmm. you know, going on to the next section of the of right. the show. Right. And so he was just telling jokes, you know, just getting uh, roasting people in the crowd, things mm-hmm. like that. You know, tip, very typical things that happen mm-hmm. at these types of events. And then he said something to Jada. Um, so Will and Jada were there. He said something to Jada like, uh, I love you, Jada. Can't wait for G.I. Jane too. Right. Mm-hmm. And so... I saw Will Smith go up and slap him on his video, 
And so then we had to go see what is G.I. Jane because yeah. I don't know what that is. I was like, wait, wait, wait. First of all, what are you talking about? I thought she was actually coming out with a movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. She's going to be in G.I. Jane. Okay, cool. And I thought maybe she was in G.I. Jane 1, <laughs> right? But then I went on I went on the thing. I typed in G.I. Jane. And, of course, G.I. Jane is a, is a spin on G.I. Joe, which is somebody who's in the Army. And when you're in the Army, you have to shave your head. Mm-hmm. So G.I. Jane was a woman uh, about a woman in the Army. And she had a bald head. Mm-hmm. And so so Jada has a bald head because she has... Alopecia. Alopecia. Mm-hmm. That's, how you, that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's come out about how it's been very difficult for her to mm-hmm. make the transition um, between having hair, growing her hair out, and, and losing actually... losing her hair. And, and cutting it off completely it's just It's not to by be, choice. Right. She's losing her hair, you know. Right, right. So it's a sensitive uh, subject or, you know, it's, just, it's a sensitive situation for her. And so... Chris Rock went on stage, love you, Jada, um, waiting on G.I. Jane 2. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see G.I. Jane 2, whatever yeah, he said. Mm-hmm. Right. And then Will Smith gets up. Well, first, 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 I, I want to point this out. First, Will laughed. Mm-hmm. He did. And then saw her, you know, displeased with it. And then. She gave him that side eye. <laughs> and then he got up and went up there and slapped Chris Rock. Yeah. Go. <laughs> What do you think? Um, if my partner would have got up and slapped him on my behalf, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. You know, thank you. Mm-hmm. You don't know what they, how long they've been having issues with him. Um, I don't feel like that was the right time to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, but when is it the right time? If he would have did it backstage, people still would have been mad and was like oh my gosh he was mm. so mad about a joke and you know he slapped him blah 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 so if he would have waited or did it like he did it right there in front of everybody on live tv it is what it is people still would have been mad so but do you but do you think that the slap was warranted it was it was it deserved from that bad joke mm. <clears throat> who am i to say whether it was deserved or not. Yeah. Because it's like, it's to me, that's personal feelings, though. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's how he took it. That's how he felt as if, you know, I'm going to get this. I'm going to go on and just shut him down right here. Mm-hmm. Right, here right here, right now. He bold enough to tell the joke. I'm bold enough to get up and do something about it right now. Instead of waiting. Okay. Okay. And so so you feel like it could have been warranted. Do you? It could have for him. For me, no. For you, you for me, at it. I'm it, not a violent it, person. Was it warranted? Are you are you are you seeing Will Smith get up and slap him? Are you saying that's something that you can stand behind or something that you're you disapprove of? Uh, well, I can stand behind him doing it. Mm-hmm. I would not do it. I'm not a violent person. The person, the people, whoever I'm, you know, with. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, he's not. A violent person either you know i so no i don't no mm-hmm. i don't want it i don't want you to go out there and just slap somebody i don't yeah. like violence yeah there's so many different ways to handle any type of situation and for that one he could have pulled a kanye he could have just went on up to the mic if he wanted to do something he could have just been like grab the mic and was like <laughs> yeah all right get your little soft ass or whatever you right, know right but because he chose that route, that's the. He mm. had to deal with those repercussions. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's uh, like, uh, yeah. 
you did you handled it the way you wanted to handle it. Me personally, no. Hey, I guess I got some. I got something you to share. say about it. Yeah. How do you feel about it? All right, off the bat, it was unwarranted. Okay. It it wasn't necessary at all. First off, I showed you a video, right? Mm-hmm. I showed you the video of Will Smith. I th- maybe he was on Arsenio Hall. I don't really know. But he was sitting there making a similar joke about a bald guy who was a, who was a cameraman. Mm-hmm. And then the audience was kind of like, uh. And he was like, calm down. It's just jokes. Mm-hmm. Just jokes. You know what I'm saying? Does it make it right? Hold on, hold on, hold on. But but that's that's where he was at. He doesn't mm-hmm. because he doesn't know if the man, right, mm-hmm. who shaved his head bald, he doesn't know if he did that willingly. He doesn't know if his hairline just started going away. He don't know if the man had alopecia. Mm-hmm. But he made the jokes and then when he got backlash from the audience, he said, It's just jokes, calm down. And so now he's he's going up there doing his thing, like all right, so even but but, but even without that, right? Mm-hmm. So we have we have a situation where this man sits here and laughs himself initially. He laughs himself. Mm-hmm. And then he sees that that is that his wife is displeased. So then he just gets up and goes up here and slaps him, right? Now, jumping forward, there's been a lot of backlash. So I guess he was he had some type of role with the academy. Now he he no longer has that, right? Like he's he's facing real life repercussions because of his his decision. You know, some type of emotional decision that he made. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to you before how, like, in our in our communities, we have this thing about people reacting to everything emotionally. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about the amount of the amount of men who and I'm just saying from a man, a male perspective, because I've seen it, mm-hmm. you know, like I've seen it up close. Like I've seen men get mad because somebody was staring at them. You know, so they start reacting emotionally. I've seen some. I've seen somebody bump into somebody accidentally and they get mad. I've seen somebody step on somebody's shoe and they get mad. And then you do you react emotionally and you do something that you can't take back. And now you have real life repercussions because you were emotional. Mm-hmm. I don't stand behind that. And so you can say, yeah, he was protecting his wife. But like I told you before, he could have protected his wife in a different way. Mm-hmm. He could have went up to the mic because he still won the award. He could have went up to the mic. And shamed Chris Rock and made Chris Rock look like an asshole. And he could have did more damage to Chris Rock than what he did with the slap. Mm. But you have to be thinking logical to do that. You can't be thinking emotional to do that. You know? Yeah. And so and so now so now here we are, like, and and just going back to being emotional and, and, and reacting off of off of uh emotion, it's just like, you know, even with the words, even with the joke. Let's say it was a it was a poor joke. He shouldn't have said it. I understand, it, right? It was a poor joke. It was a, let's say it's a poor joke. Chris Rock not funny anyway. But the reaction, <laughs> I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> He's but, not like. But but the re, have you seen have you seen the stand up with Chris Rock when he had on the leather? Uh, so to how me, you I say, don't even when he like hosts stuff like this on or be on like it be um because he's one of the. Um, main actor that's always in Adam Sandler. I, I believe he's yeah, Adam Sandler. Cool. Yeah, he's one of the main person that's they, always they in that. Yeah. But to me, I just don't find... Like, yes, everyone hates Chris. That show is funny. Like, I still like. But it's just like, overall, I don't find his stuff funny or tasteful. Alright, we jumping around. Yeah, but <coughs> let's go back. <laughs> Before, okay. So, so alright, so even with the words, like, okay, so it's a, it's a poor joke. Mm-hmm. But you can't react emotionally 
you know, as a man, as a, as a leader or something, you know what I mean? And then an example of it, right? I remember a long time ago seeing a video, and this is why I say I don't condone it. Mm -hmm. Because, again, like we were saying last episode, people can see themselves in Will Smith. Mm -hmm. They have a similar background. I don't think Will Smith grew up, you know, in the, in the, in the greatest area with, with his family having money. Right. So they can see themselves in him And the Philly side bit. came out of him. So then when they just see, when they see some, like this black man just react, you know what I'm saying, react to a situation with violence, it's like, it just sets a bad precedent, you know? And so I remember watching a video of this young man and he was dealing with a white man who kept calling him nigger. And he said, say it one more time. And he said it, and then he motherfucking clocked him and knocked him out. Mm -hmm. But guess what? Now you a felon. I hear you with all your examples. However, one side that you're forgetting, he wasn't defending himself. Chris Rock said something about his wife. And and so and so now he he has to he has to. They receive words, and now he has to act, you know, take it to violence. That's just the way he handled the situation. I mean, imagine if someone, you was out somewhere, and someone said something about your mom. Or if you were married, and someone said something about your significant other, y'all always getting this. It's not his Chris Rock's first time saying something about Jada. You know, it's not. You don't know what they had said to trying to rectify any other, you know, beforehand. So he probably already told him before, like, bro, you need to chill. Or anybody else. If you're dealing with somebody else off the street, you talking about my partner, you talking about my daughter, you talking about my mom, you're going to react, violently or not. You're well, going to react. But we don't know that he spoke to Chris Rock prior to We don't know, so but... that's not something that... So it's like now, but you could tell he's at that point, like, when that joke was said, he looked, he was he, he laughed, and then he looked over to his wife, and his wife was like, bro, and then he got it. Okay, and so now, and so now the partnerships that Will Smith has, all right, mm -hmm. now they're falling apart, and so now it's going to cost him monetarily. Yeah. So, so when you talk about, okay, let's say we're being a husband, right? We're mm -hmm. being this male figure in your family. You have this this sense to to provide, mm -hmm. and then out of them two, Jada makes a lot of money. Jaden makes his own money actually, and, and Willow makes her own money. Mm -hmm. You know, they're all doing these different types of things, but like. Let's just say, like, being a breadwinner of your family, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think that, and this could have went really left, mm -hmm. right? Because Chris Rock could have could have said, "I want to, I want to press charges." Yeah. And the LAPD said, and it was in LA, right? I believe so. No, absolutely. Wherever it was at, mm -hmm. um, I believe it was in LA. So they said that, you know, they're still looking into pressing charges because it was on film, mm -hmm. and so it doesn't have to be on Chris Rock's behalf. It could have been against the state of California. Like, we're going to press charges on you because you did this act in our state. And so now you're looking at all these types of repercussions, and then you ask yourself, is it worth it? Is it worth it over words? For him? Even if it was for my wife, is it worth it over words? All right, bro. I mean, I'm just looking, I'm just really looking at this from a, from a, from a sense of, like, just seeing so many, just seeing so many black men throw their life away because they being emotional. And then everybody's in a worse position because you felt like you had to stand on something in the moment. 
like I can understand having to really stand on something. Mm-hmm. Like somebody's coming at me with violence or with a with a immediate threat, so I'm about to I'm about to hold it down and protect everybody. But like off of words, bro. I don't even I don't think there's anything manly about that. Mm. Another way, I mean, what if me and you were walking down the street and I had on this itty bitty dress, like cheeks hanging out? Why would you even have that? I mean, what if? Go ahead, go ahead. And then these dudes walk by us and then be like, you know, look at this slut, look at this hoe. Would you do anything? Would you say anything? I'm I'm gonna start fighting people. What if you thought I would look beautiful? And they called me out my name. Because they said, I'm not. She look nasty. Before I say anything, what do you think? What do you, what do you, what would you want me to do? No, no, no. What would you want me to do? If I felt like you heard it, I would want you to say something. Be like, all right, now. Or something. You could say something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Will Smith could have said, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. He could, like, the way he, he said it, he, he could have he done so prior to the slap. I mean. He could have did that, right? So, so he felt like that slap was necessary. He would, deemed it necessary. Okay, would you want me to actually get into a physical altercation over it? Not if they didn't put their hands on me. Because prior, because prior to like. But you don't know how you would act in the situation. You know, it's like it's not like Will and Jada just got married. How many years did they have behind them? It's different. It's that's they that's that's his person. Mm-hmm. We can judge their relationship. Everything that's going on, we can do that, whatever. But at the end of the day, they are still one. Okay. I'm I'm not I'm not sending the message that I that I expect people to like crash out and face any type of repercussions over their actions mm-hmm. because of some words. I I just can't get behind that. True. It, it, I don't care who is I don't care who is who is toward. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna escalate something to being physical. Because of somebody's words, unless they are unless they are words that are threatening, like that that are a threat to of violence. Uh, okay, but words still hurt. Man, look, and she did not find that joke funny. All right, so it hurt her. So so let me go up here and, and smack him on TV <laughs> and lose and lose <laughs> and lose my position in the academy and. And mess up my relationships. It's not and, gonna and that, mess up anything. It did. For Will Smith. It did. It did. It's different. It's Will it's Smith. It's already happening. He might lose this person and that one, but how no, no, many? No, no, prob- no. How many more deals have he's probably gonna pick up? He's gonna pick up deals for slapping it. Come on, right, because bro. people are saying like, "Oh my gosh, he stood up." No, he's but already losing people stuff. People are he's saying losing stuff. But I bet it's gonna balance out. I'm sure, bro, because seeing a it's black because seeing a black man uh, uh, commit violence on a nigga on TV is good for white business, huh? I'm, bro, I'm not putting that message out there, bro. I'm yeah. not telling no black kid because somebody said something about your mama because they said it about your grandma. I'm not telling no fucking black kid. All right, it's okay to go do that because you was doing it for them. Mm-hmm. It's okay, you got a felony now. No, bro. I'm not with that shit. That shit was some really like emotional, like man. I'm I'm not with it at all. That's just where I stand. I'm not going. I'm not with for it. the violence either, though. Man, that's some really weak. Like it's just it's just crazy, man. You know. Mm-hmm. And then just seeing so many people who are just like openly like for him doing that, like for what? 
you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. You, you got something else on this? You got I'm going to just say else? it was a lot of ways that he could have handled it. I do not condone the, the slap. Yeah. I don't because it's disrespectful. Let's go back to Chris. It's disrespectful on him. Mm-hmm. He's just a host. He was making a joke. He's a comedian. That's what he was hired to do. Right. To keep the room. And people say things about people all the time. Oh, uh, especially it doesn't make it right. Especially in those spaces. Yeah, but it, you decided to be there on the front row. Well, they say don't sit on the front row if you ain't ready to. <laughs> hey. They say that all the time if you go to a live stand up. On some thirty three strategies of war shit by Robert Green. Mm-hmm. Hey. I wouldn't have went up there trying to slap anybody. I would have really shamed him in front of everybody mm-hmm. and tried to damage his career if I felt that way. Because now my career is damaged. Chris Rock hasn't lost anything. I haven't heard about a company saying we're going to... Oh, st- he's going to milk this. No, his his ticket sales went up. Oh, yeah. Substantially. That's what I'm saying. He's going... He's definitely going to profit. So, so now... People want to go to his show just to, uh, to see what his response is. So, look. So, just thinking logically. Mm-hmm. Now, now, your reaction to it, your slap that you felt like I'm putting him in his place because of this, has now elevated him mm-hmm. and lowered you. So, who... So, now it's like... You know, yeah, I would have went up there, and, and even if I didn't win the Oscar and I didn't have the space to speak there, which he did because he gave some emotional. My family just been through. Even after it, right? You still got the red table talk. You still Will Smith. You can come out. You can make a YouTube video. You can do all this type of stuff mm-hmm. to put your words out into the into the into the atmosphere for everybody to hear, right? You could have really shamed him, like. This is something that she's been dealing with that's that's been causing her emotional distress, that's made her depressed, that makes her feel, you know, you know, feel ugly about her. Like you could have really like shamed him and made him like look like this terrible person mm-hmm. and it could have had a negative effect on him to where he had to come out with a statement. Now you having to come out with a statement and his and he just going up. And it's from being emotional. Hmm. But they did say that uh, Chris Rock has been attacked before when he used to go. I think uh, on his way to uh, Saturday Night Live, SNL. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he was, I think, um, robbed or mugged or something going to work. And um, so right now, that is just triggering everything. Ain't it like PTSD or something? That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, we'll, so now it's, Will it's Smith really even looks worse. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So so now it's like, I don't know, man. Look, in my opinion, mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't worth it. There were so many different things you could have done. You know, for him it was worth it because he um, defended his wife. It was worth it for him. But you know. We're going to leave it like that. Man. Worth it for him after his wife done made him look like ah, a fool. Like, who done made him look like a fool with all her foolishness. I mean, that's what they putting out. We don't no, know. no, no, no. They trying that's, to deem it necessary. I'm not saying they. I'm saying that has made him look like a fool with all of her foolishness. Having, having August Alcina come out here and saying all this stuff about his wife. Like, making him the butt of everybody's jokes. You know what I'm saying? Then, like... Even even outside of that, like then with the Tupac stuff, writing him a letter and 
knowing that you like had a thing for him prior to all of this, then like saying something about not being pleased in the bed and like why are you doing this to this man? And then as a man, like, bro, this shit is crazy, bro. I'm not even look. But we don't know their if, full if, story though. If if, if y'all you don't know what Will Will is painting this picture as if he's a lover of all birds and bees and the flowers and all that crap. You don't know. He probably is crazy as hell at home. Man, he look like a sucker nigga to me. You don't know. No, it's probably the reason why she's that's, acting this that's way. What he looks it's just like, like with kids, you know, they all bad and stuff at the house, but when they go out in public, they angels. He's probably bad as hell at the house, and then when he come outside, he all let's all meditate and go walk mountains and learn different religions and go do all so, this. So what you're saying is that you think that you don't? We don't know. <laughs> they only tell us what they want to tell us. Man, like, <laughs> we man. don't know. Hey, so I'm, we cannot speak on it. Listen, regardless of what you're about to say after <laughs> I say this, I'm gonna just say I'm I don't condone it. Mm. And Will Smith's like a sucker to me. Oh God. Period. What? How about Chris Rock? You need to say something about him. I think he shouldn't. Have, I think. He ain't that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Being, being. <laughs> Being being a fan of, of stand-up comedy, because uh-huh. we watch stand-up a lot, mm-hmm. you know, um, I've played, you know, uh, Eddie Murphy's stand-up from way, way back. In that red suit. I've talked about, <laughs> I've talked about uh, Delirious. I've talked about Richard Pryor. All, I've watched all of Dave Chappelle's material. Oh, yeah. I understand that as a, as a comedian, you know, you, you hit sensitive, you hit sensitive topics for people, mm-hmm. but like. Just like what Dave Chappelle did, he's saying, "All right, but I'm standing on it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take back anything I said." But Dave like, Chappelle is on a whole different level. It doesn't matter as a, stories, as a comedian. He speaks the truth. He, his his level of uh, talent is not to me on the same level as Chris Rock. Okay, but like still as a comedian, you're gonna offend people, and you have to understand that. Like, all right, some people are not gonna like my joke, but. I'm gonna go tell this joke because it's gonna be funny. Yeah, and I so remember about the um, um, his gay friend and one of his standups, Dave cool. Chappelle. Yeah, yeah, the um, the one that ended up passing away and everything. Uh-huh. It's like, but if you didn't watch the entire standup, you would have never got the full story. Look, man, I can't. I can say he he maybe shouldn't have said it, but then I can say. You're talking about Chris Rock. But then I can go around saying. That a lot of comedians maybe shouldn't have said a whole bunch of shit that they said. Mm-hmm. I can just go on a tangent. I'm gonna say you'll be doing this for hours. That's what I'm saying. So then it's like, all right, I don't even. I'm not even about to go. I'm not going that route, bro. Chris Rock said we said. Got up and slapped him. Now you losing. Now now, now you're in a worse position today than what you were a week ago. Mm-hmm. Outside of any of our opinions, that's that's the. That's the solid facts. True. You're in a worse position because of how you reacted. So take that for what it is. Yeah. Do you have anything else to to add? Take it for what it is, man. Mm -hmm. You know? Man. Speaking of Nick, no, I'm (laughs) (laughs) No, but, uh, you know, you ready ready to jump off this? Yeah. All right. So, so, okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I am. I am. I know it is. Pretty tense. Yeah, to to 
to come back down a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. So last last uh, episode we talked about Atlanta, and we talked about how we were gonna give a a recap of the first two episodes, but it turns out that on the premiere of season three, they had two episodes come out, and then they had an episode come out this week. So now we have three episodes. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if we should really just go in deep with each episode, but we can we can talk about some of the the strong points or or some of the highlights of the episode mm -hmm. if that if that's good with you. I'm good with that. All right, is there is there any direction you wanted to go with that? Something you want to talk about first or We can go to straight episode 1. Episode 1. Mhm. Mm All right, what do you think? <sighs> Overall, uh I was confused at first mm -hmm. because I'm I was um going into Atlanta and then if y'all haven't watched Atlanta, you probably want to skip these like we said in the last episode. Oh yeah, spoiler alert. So mm -hmm. skip skip forward probably about probably about fifteen minutes. We yeah. know you're not gonna go to mm -hmm. two ten, fifteen. But so in this first episode, the way they brought it in, um, they was pretty much telling a different story. Nothing about Atlanta, um, nothing about how the normal show is with Childish Gambino and all the other actors. This was straight up telling a different story about a different perspective of a family that uh, adopt kids uh -huh. predominantly black kids and uh it's a lesbian couple and so this story is actually turned out to be a true story so midway through the story you recognize that it was actually a true story about uh -huh. these kids and it started off with this little boy this little black boy he was in the house with his mom and um he didn't want to eat breakfast he only had spaghetti for breakfast a typical um poor would you say poor? They were poor. Yeah, poor black household. He um, gets in trouble in school, didn't want to listen. They end up, um, they his teacher announced that he was going to go. They were, they were all going to go on the field trip to go see Black Panther. So he decided to get on top of his desk and start dancing because he was excited. He was team Black Panther. He was super excited. His teacher told him, get down. He didn't want to. Fast forward in the principal office, his mom was like, y'all should have just gave him ISS. Fast forward again, uh, she's pretty much saying, you know, these white people are going to kill you. Keep acting the ass pretty much in front of these right, white right. people. And <clears throat> is it okay if I just... Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so when he was when he was in trouble at school and she said, these, these white people are going to kill you, you know what I'm saying? You up here trying to be their entertainment and all this type of stuff. Like, mm -hmm. you're going to reap the repercussions of that, not them. Mm -hmm. And so uh, she was she was talking to him crazy at the school after he got in trouble. And then his grandfather slapped him, you know. And then his teacher, his white teacher was like, don't worry. Don't worry. Um, what was his name? Uh, um, they started calling him Larry, but his name was something with an L at first, and he was Laquarius like, "Don't, or yeah, don't, don't worry, we're gonna, we're gonna get you out of there." Mm -hmm. And so then, fast forward, the, uh, child child protective services end up coming, taking him out the house. Well, not really. <clears throat> well, no, no, well, child protective <laughs> services came. Was they, like, we're trying to, we're, we're a we, wellness check. Yeah, we're doing a wellness check, and then she was like, "Oh, you want to leave? You want to leave? Well, nigga, get out! Get she, out. They you painted this them. picture like you can have them, take them, get them out of here. I don't want them. I don't want them. <laughs> and so he ended up going to this white family, um, who was a lesbian couple, and basically, they were were mistreating were, were mistreating him 
but they also had a bunch of other black children that they were mistreating, mm-hmm. that they weren't feeding properly, and that they were making do manual labor while they sit back and watched. And so this happened to be a true story that was based off of a, uh, a child named Devontae Hart. Mm-hmm. And what made me recognize it was when they were at the farmer's market, he had a free a free hug sign on. Mm-hmm. And in, in real life, he had a free hug sign on, but it was during some type of, like, I believe, protest about police brutality where he actually ended up hugging this police officer and was crying. Mm-hmm. But in the show... He was running away from these white these white women, running to the police officer like, help me. You know? And so, do you want to... You want me to pick it back up? Yeah. Um, so, after that, um, so when he ran over to the police officer, he was like, you know, do you need help? Like, what's going on? Are you okay? And he was like, they're not feeding me. I'm hungry. Oh, I want to go back home. I want, I want my mom. And so when they stepped up, <laughs> they was like, oh, yes, you know, we're his foster parents and all this lovey-dovey type shit, you know. And um, so he ended up, the, the officer in the show, he was like, he gave them that side eye like, shit, are you really okay? Like, but they, you know, you know, we're good. We sell all this at the farmer's market. And so they let it go. Um, long story short, <laughs> um, the kid ended up getting away because they were trying to kill him. All right. Yeah. So we gonna just jump and the re- yeah. this going back to the real life side. Right. Right. So so in 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 real life, basically, you have you have this this white couple who were adopting these black kids and who were mistreating them and and abusing them. And so in real life. Devontae Hart, the kids, the kid who went viral for having the free hug sign on, hugging the police officer, he wasn't eating food. He had he was going to his neighbor's house, asking them for food, asking them if they can leave food in some type of box by the fence so he can run out and get it, you know, like in a sneakily type of way, because he was being punished by his foster parents and they were basically not allowing him to eat. And so eventually these two women took all the all the children they had adopted, got in a minivan and drove it off a bridge on some murder suicide shit and killed everybody. And so this is why I was saying on the last episode how Atlanta is full of so much more depth than what euphoria is and why I can keep going back to this but I can't go back to something like that. Because even okay, so so just just jumping back real fast. Do you remember the scene where they were getting ready to go to the farmer's market? So they, so the white couple had children out in the garden working, mm-hmm. pulling up stuff from the ground. You know what I'm saying? The girl out there coughing, you know what I'm saying? Struggling to whatever, to hold the ground or whatever she was doing. And, you know, so you had them making them do this, this, this manual labor while they just sat back, like, keep working. Mm-hmm. And so it was it was ironic because... When, when uh, uh, like, what, two weeks back, we were sitting at the table, and I had brought that up about this couple that I had seen going to Africa adopting these black kids. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, there was this story about, well, not a story. It's this thing that's happening where you have these wealthier families in Europe, and, and not just Europe, probably America too, but in Europe is a thing where they go to these 
these uh, impoverished countries or impoverished areas, and they basically offer what's really a, a small amount of money to these very impoverished people to take their children. And then we'll take the children and then raise them to be some type of domestic servant. And so there was a, there was a book that came out about a woman who this basically happened to. These, these white people took her in, made her a domestic servant, like raised her to be a domestic servant from birth. Like, this is all you're going to do. You're going to serve my family. And that's your role in living here. And so just seeing that, it was just like, it was just really powerful for that, for this type of story to be on daytime television, if that's what it's called. But I mean, it's on, it's on an actual network and to be the first episode after all this time being off, it was just really something to see. And then like, even prior to all of that happening, remember when they were on the boat, Uh right? They were sitting on the boat. It was a black man and a white man fishing, and the white man had said to him, you know, the reason why so many people drown and die in this thing because in this lake is because it's haunted. It's haunted by, by black people because we're, we're on top of an of a old black town of people who are well-off black people, and they were so well-off they were almost that white. they were almost white. And then he said, almost white or something. And he said, yeah, because, you know, white... There's no scientific, there's no scientific, um, what's the word? Proof. There's no, there's no, like us, like me being white, it's not, it's not based upon science. You know, there's nothing that differentiates me from you, you know, bi- biologically. Being white is an idea. Mm-hmm. It's something that you can become. Which is true because there's other groups of people who have became white over time. Because back in the day, they actually used to treat Italians like black people. Mm-hmm. They used to hang Italians in America. Like hang them by nooses. And now Italians are white. So now they free. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Atlanta crazy, bro. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Atlanta's crazy. Yeah. This is this is some real television, man. Like, this is something that, like, if you're going to be watching stuff to be entertained, like, for people like us, this is the type of stuff we should be watching. Like not all this wild, like, like nonsense, man. Um, what I grasped for that episode when you know just thinking about um, a white family, a white couple adopting a black child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, we need help everywhere, in the states, out of the states, but. To me, my thoughts are, okay, once that child become of age and now you need to start teaching them because at the end of the day, yeah, he can be raised in this white household and live with these, you know, privileged couple. But outside of with you guys, he's still going to be treated like he's black. She's still going to be treated like she's black. Uh-huh. So how are they going to te- teach them how to handle themselves, how to conduct themselves in the like real world. Mm-hmm. Because you see it all the time when you, you see families that are privileged. Mm-hmm. It don't even have to be white. Um, being raised in a white household, it can be just they are extremely very privileged. And then they get uh, in contact with something that's probably out of their jurisdiction. You know, just coming to a little bit of the hood or or traveling. Uh-huh. And they realize, oh, sound like I can't talk or I can't conduct myself this way. 
Right. And then they parents got to remind them, oh, we wanted to take you out of that place, but this is why. <laughs> Let me go and sit you down. How do they handle that? How does a white family deal with telling a black kid they black? Mm-hmm. That's, I, I always wonder that. Like, yes, they need help, and it's great that, you know, you know, you probably wasn't able to conceive a child, and now you decided to adopt. And, but it's like, and that comes up. Or are they prepared for that? No, they're not prepared. I, I don't, man. I don't care how many documentaries you watch, all the books you read, the interviews you listen Yo, to. Your black friends. You're not listen until you really deal with that, like yourself. Like you don't really understand. Like you don't really understand. You know what I mean? Like for instance, as a woman who gives birth to a child. I can be the the world's most renowned doctor and I know everything about pregnancy and giving birth. But like I'm never going to experience that. Mm-hmm. So I can't tell someone how it feels to actually go through it. Mm. I can tell them all these observations about it. So like can they can't the tell <laughs> they can't tell these kids how they're going to feel, you know, and what it's going to be like and or anything. You know, so I mean I don't know what's, what what some white parents should tell a black kid they adopt. You know what I mean? You need to find you need to find hey you need to find somebody to to tell them what's what's really what's really going on. Send them to me. Just send them to me. There <laughs> you you go. gonna take them all? Listen, I'm gonna tell them. I'm gonna tell them. Zoom so, calls. You gonna have yeah. like two hundred on there. Something like that, man. I mean, honestly. Yeah. That's that. Now that's the type of stuff I think about when I see stuff like that. Watching episodes like that, it, it just like, or when you know when you showed me the picture of the couple that end up going to a different country and all these kids was around them and trying to glorify them. like do they do they do that for just to get you to know, feel cool good points to feel good or to, the way I looked at it, it looked like you doing that to just say like look I'm over here helping these niggas look at me good on me. That's anybody that guilt, posts stuff on social media. The guilt, the guilt that listen, the guilt that you that that you would feel by knowing that you were in such a good position in this country because you had to stand on people's backs, and then those people who whose backs you were standing on still haven't gotten up completely from it, and so the guilt that you would have from it, you feel like, oh well, I go over here and help these. Like, no, bro, you going over there for these these photo ops? It's not cool. It looks crazy. And then even the idea that these people are so entranced with that, like, constantly doing it and constantly posting it, like, you want some type of delusion, bro. You're not helping them kids. Like, you're using them as a photo op to help you, to help you not feel so guilty, whether you realize it or not. I mean, that's where I, that's where I, that's where I see that. Like, that's where I stand with that. And I'm not really, you know, like, so, like, saying, so, for instance, right? You see this couple basically trying to like show, oh, I'm in Africa with these poor kids and look at me playing with them and you know I care so much, right? So I was in I was at uh this corporation that's gonna be unnamed, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And there was an older white male who worked there, very senior in the company, been there a long time, mm-hmm. right? 
And then here I come in as an intern, hoping to work there after working hard through college to be there and all this type of stuff. And then it's just so weird that he would talk to me like any any chance he could tell me about something he did did get anytime he did good to like a black person he would tell me like and it was just weird mm-hmm. so like I'm up here sitting here toward the end of my internship and I'm up here talking to him and we should be like talking about my actual project that's due that I've been working on the entire time and then but but when I'm done giving my pre- presentation he starts telling me about a, a poor black family that he helped like in Louisiana or something and I'm just sitting here wondering, like, why are you saying this to me? And then I realized, oh, it's because you feel guilty. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or do they feel as if because I say I'm helping out this black person, that's how you're supposed to connect. And we find this one thing to connect so with I should, you with. Yeah, like, oh. It's not guilt. It's more like, okay, let me, this is the only thing we probably have in common. I mean, I helped a black family. He's black. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just up here trying to do my job, bro. Yeah. Like I'm not y'all. I'm not like, I'm not a part of this culture that y'all y'all have going on. You aren't a part of mine. But we're here to do a job, mm-hmm. right? And we have things that we can connect on, probably like sports and stuff like that. But to sit here and just and just feel like you need to tell me about. A time you did well by black people, it's just strange to me because why are you doing that? Mm. Did you think I was gonna like look at you and be like, and this is somebody who made who who said a lot of strange things like racially, mm. you know, and who made it uncomfortable for me to even be there. But this is somebody who's very senior in the company, probably about to retire in the next five. Listen, what I'm supposed to do about that? Mm. You know? Yeah. What do you supposed to do about that? <laughs> start your podcast and start building. Exactly, because even if you go to HR, what they're going to say? HR is going to tell you, do you have any proof? I'm going to need you to have some type of documentation. And then you're going to have to record their video, record the conversation you have with HR just in case. They go back and tell the person that you're talking about. HR is something to help protect the company's ass. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not to protect you. It's to protect the company. The company, the entire company, and the, 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 the stock price and the revenue, all that matters more than you. So when you go and sit down with HR thinking, they got my back and they're going to make this right, they're going to make the decision that's best for the company. So if they if they look at it and say, well, this can go really bad if we don't fire him. It can go bad for the company. Then they're going to fire him. Mm-hmm. But if they sit here and think like, you know, well, it'll be all right. Nothing, nothing too bad is going to happen. And, and nothing's going to happen. You know what I mean? And I'm, and I'm looking at somebody who's been there for a very long time and, again, who's likely to retire soon. And I'm coming into their culture, me by myself. And so do you think it would be easier for them to try to change that entire culture to accommodate me or to get me up out of there? Ended up leaving, bro. I'm not, <laughs> like, I'm not dealing with it. Because mm. that wasn't the only thing that's that, like that. That wasn't the only thing that happened. It's been all type of stuff that happened there. 
you know? Mm-hmm. And I have a story, but even before going to that, do you do you want to switch to a topic? We can. Or do you want to keep going? Because going in this direction, we're going to start talking about other stuff that happens. Just. Let's just go into it mm-hmm. then. So, so we're talking about weird things happening because because you're black, right? Mm-hmm. So, one thing that came up recently is that a former Cracker Barrel waitress has came out and said that the Cracker Barrel that she worked at had a code word whenever it was talking about black people. And the code word was Canadians. Mm-hmm. And the reason that she even realized that the code word was for black people was because she said one time, it was a group of people at a table, and one of the other waitresses was like, "You know, why are you always sitting Canadians in my in my section?" And then she thought it was weird because it was like, "Well, they don't really have an accent or anything that How would you know? <laughs> that would let you know that they're Canadian." And then she was like, "Oh, over time, I realized anytime they said Canadians, they meant black people." You know. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I mean, I've been talking. What do you What do you think about that? About the code words. About the code word. About that being back being in, st- still in twenty twenty two. About being treated a certain type of way. About being looked at a certain type of way. Like, how do you feel about it? How do you? Exp- I mean, this is something that we both been dealing with mm-hmm. for a while. It's not gonna go away. Um. It was clever for them to use Canadian. <laughs> but overall, you know, like we were just talking about with um, with your job, your past job, like what can we do to fix this? Like all black people just stop going out, only go to the restaurants that was, you know, that's owned by black people. Do you think we were ever going to do that? We tried to do just shop black. But what honestly, what do we supposed to do? What can we do? Are, are you like... I'm asking. asking. Mm-hmm. What can we do as a people to not, to, to what? To stop this. To stop being discriminating against? Mm-hmm. Everywhere we go. Because people can make it seem like, it's not everywhere. No. Everywhere we go. Because remember when we went shopping for Christmas? We had went to um Get to out my head, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was and just we, thinking about we, that. We, we, what, we went to the Gucci store? No, we were at the Burberry store. Well, yeah, Burberry. Yeah. And, you know, we was walking around and that guy... Granted, I felt as if he was walking around because when we first, you know, we still, you know, dealing with the pandemic. So you have to wait until someone allows you to go in. And then when we went in, the guy was like, hi, this is your sales rep. So the sales rep don't have to go with you everywhere, but they are close by Uh just in case you need anything. Right. But, however, you did not know it must have been like that because you was like, bro, everywhere we went. This guy is just like right there. What is he doing? Like, and I was just like, well, he did say like he was appointed to us, and then but you just still felt uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. 
you know. But it's like, it's deeper than that. Because everywhere we go, we kind of feel uncomfortable. For me, when I go to the beauty supply, and every woman knows this, when you go to the beauty supply, and certain places that you go, they are watching you everywhere. Every aisle you go, because they sitting at the front of the beauty supply store, and they, they're... um Elevated. Yes. How do I know that? Because <laughs> yeah. you go to the beauty supply. Uh-huh. But, yeah. And I was telling you the other night, just like, it was one instance that is like, I knew they were watching me at this beauty supply store. And, however, I would just kept shopping, and I ended up buying something. But, like, once I got in my car, I was like, I knew they were looking at me. I knew they was paying attention to see if I was going to steal something. Why did I buy something in there? And I was telling you, like, was I trying to prove that I wasn't going to steal? Like, I have the money to pay for it? Like, I don't know. Because we're supposed to just go and just get mad. Like, bro, stop watching me. Do I supposed to say something right then and there? Do, I mean, I probably should have asked them, do you need something? Mm-hmm. But no. We're like, what, conditioned to... Stay civil. How how did that make you feel though? Uh, less. Like I felt like like I had to question myself once. I mean, am I moving in the type of way that I'm about to steal something? Mm-hmm. Do I seem like that? Yeah. Just just like with the point about being watched when you were just out. It's really it's really weird because like sometimes when I'm out at different places I I act in a way that's not natural. Mm-hmm. It's like it's in the back of my mind that I could be perceived as 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 doing something I'm not supposed to be doing, so it's like it, sometimes I'm I'm acting in a way as to show that I'm not trying to do something wrong. My hands are right here, which is really which is really weird. Mm-hmm. You know, like sometimes I'll have my phone, and even when I have my phone, I'm walking around this store and shit, and then I put my phone in my pocket. I'll be wondering, I'll be like, like, oh shit, like the nigga think I just put something in my pocket. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and that's not just from having some type of uh, having some type of uh, what's the word um, criminal background. No, 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 not criminal background. But it's not just from me feeling that somebody's watching me because of shit that I'm seeing on TV and all this type of stuff. So now I'm internalizing it and thinking that it's just being being placed upon me. It's from it's from actual experiences, you know, like. Growing up as a child, I never thought about these types of things. I never thought about somebody watching me because they think I'm a criminal because of how I look. Mm-hmm. I never thought about this type of stuff. But, like, growing up, it, it really changed me and, and made me see what the world is like, which is why I was talking about, like, putting children on game because they're going to come, they're going to they're gonna be pushed into it anyways. So you can tell them or not tell them. But, like, 
at the end of the day, they're going to experience what, what's out there for them to experience mm-hmm. in all realms. Dating, you know what I'm saying, um, workplace, just being out in society, like the way we're talking about. And so for me, I'm not somebody who was oblivious to things because I've had negative interactions with the police when I was young. I've had negative interactions with white people at the fair. And not to just make this make everything about that, but it's something that really happened. I remember being at the fair when I was when I was uh when I was in eighth grade or ninth grade and it was one of those it was that game where you sit and you push the like the, the BB gun and they have a star that's on a sheet of paper and you're trying to knock all the star off the sheet of paper and if you get every single piece off of it you win a prize, right? Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> I was in line waiting to, to go on there, right? And so some some other kids that I don't even know at all who happen to be black just went up there and started started holding it, like touching it and this shit, mm-hmm. without paying or, or him being ready for them to go on. And he was like, get off of this, uh, you know what I'm saying, kicked him off of it. And then once he did that, I step up, ready to pay, and he's like, no, you get out of here too. Mm. And, so, and so I'm not going to say that's when it started because other things happened prior to that. But it's just like, you just, you just like are just living in this world, innocent as hell. And then you just have all these experiences that over time make you realize, oh, this is what it's about. I don't have to be doing anything. Mm-mm. And then it's like, I know this nigga didn't sit here the whole rest of the fair and not take any child's money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if I was white, he wouldn't have just been like, nah, you leave too. I wasn't with them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, oh, so now niggas can't come with you. Like, and it's just weird, bro, because, like, even beyond that. So that's something that happened a long time ago. And so, again, going back to this corporation, I remember, and just to, and just to map this out, this is in a city, like, this, 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 my, my workplace was far away from, 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 like, the inner city. It's way, it's way out there. And you're on a work campus that's completely isolated from anything else. All right. There there is full security around the entire workplace. You can't get into it unless you have a uh some type of uh key card. Yeah, to get into. They they're they're searching the car if you don't have the basically they set up like this interest thing using your uh toll tag, right? But you have to basically be tapped in to just be able to to come up in there, right? Then they have security on foot everywhere. They have cameras everywhere. It's like the most secure workplace that you can possibly be in. Other than working at the Federal Reserve where they got... I was like, this sound like... Listen. Well, oh. you got high tech there. <laughs> I got key cards, but yeah. that's just to get into the garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than being at the Federal Reserve where they got dudes with like AK-47s Jeez. just sitting there. Got they dogs got some... and stuff. You go... Yeah, and so... You had a checkpoint. We're, we're in this super secure location, and I just remember... Just walking back from from work one day, and you know, I have my ID badge on my on my waist. I'm in a I'm in um I have on a work uh, dress pants. I have on a uh, a long sleeve shirt. So you belt, nice, tucked you know? in, clean shaven. Corporate. You know America. what I'm saying? Completely dressed the way you're supposed to be for corporate America. Uh-huh. And I'm walking through the parking lot after work. I got on my, I have on my work bag, my backpack, 
and I had I even had a lunch bin because I brought my lunch every single oh, day. So corporate. look, so I look a certain Not type of way. Look, so I look a certain type of way. Uh-huh. I couldn't I couldn't imagine how I could make myself look any less threatening. And I'm walking across the parking lot, and there was a woman who was walking from her car. So my car was close to hers, right? Mm-hmm. And we're in the parking lot, so I'm having to walk in her general like direction. So we're gonna have to pass each other, right? Mm-hmm. And so as 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 this is happening. I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm an intern here, all this type of stuff. I'm trying to put my best foot forward. So, like, I would generally try to, like, you know, make eye contact. Hey, how you doing? That little, like, hey, that you do when you pass people. And and, and this woman, as she saw me, uh-huh. grabbed her purse and put that shit on the other side and tr- and just and try not to look at me. Hmm. And And you could say maybe it was a coincidence, but I'm telling you, the way that it happened, it was because of my presence. It wasn't anything else. And and it just made me feel like it really demoralized me. It made me feel really less than. Mm-hmm. And then my experience being there with all this type of like stuff happening, and I'm just, just bringing up casually, like it made me feel like really weird being there. And then it made it to a, to a point where it was per, uh, affecting well, it really didn't even affect my performance because I still had a, a good performance that that, You're just that a summer. Psyche. But it was messing up my psyche mm-hmm. because I'm having to pretend like nothing is going on around me when it really is, you know. Yeah. And so that's something that that we as a people have to deal with going into these types of environments, acting like everything is okay when it's not, <laughs> you know. And then I remember trying to go to therapists and stuff and you know so you can have somebody to bounce this type of stuff off off of and just there being a lack of therapist and then a lack of good therapist and so then it's like i'm just internalizing everything and so it's like how do you deal with that then how did you deal with it at that time negatively Hmm. you know so i mean it's a it's a real thing like being discriminated against, being looked down upon, like it really affects you. And I was aware of things, but until again, going back to what you said about the white parents potentially adopting a a, a black child or a, a, a Hispanic another, child or whoever, any other race, you can't, you don't know that feeling because. You can never, you can never, unless you went to another country or something, you can never be um, smaller in number, greatly smaller in number than another group of people and then have those people treat you a certain type of way and then control every single aspect of your life. Yeah. So you can't tell somebody how it feels. Just, just flat out. It's a lot. <laughs> hey, man, I said, I, I I was saying to you, you know, prior to this, like, this was going to be that episode. Mm-hmm. And I felt it. And even even when we had a different topic that I felt like I was getting really riled up for, even outside of that, like, I, I, I felt it that with these topics, this is going to be the one where it's like, all right, this isn't cookie cutter, you know, and I don't want anything to be that way. I don't want to be up here feeling like I'm not saying anything. 
I'm not saying what's really on my mind to say because I want to present things a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to say what I really feel like. We want our conversation to actually spark enough um, attention to actually have these conversations picked up to other households. Like, we want people to start talking about this. This needs to be discussed mm-hmm. fully by everyone. We need to hear different sides, different perspectives, everything. Right. So, we're going to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we could talk about this internally all all day long. Because this is this was the reason why we started this because we always talk amongst each other, mm-hmm. and then I always talk amongst my family, and you talk amongst yours. But it's like okay, now we need to get out there. Right. More people need to be talking about it. Right. Hmm. What you what you think? How do you, how do you how do you feel like it's going right now? You feel like it's intense. Yeah. Like, in a good way, about it. In a good way, though. You feel like I'm being too intense? In a good way. You're, you're good showing way? your okay. real side. I just I just wanted to make sure, yeah. you know, they were on the same page, you know? You speaking your truth. Right. There's no other way to put this. Right. Hmm. I mean, we could, we could keep going, you know, like, with this topic, but... There, there will definitely be time to, to dive into these types of things, more so mm-hmm. in the future. Oh yeah, like just because we're stopping, we're stopping the, the topic. Like we can, definitely going to talk still about dissect more. It more. Yeah, because it's a lot of layers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to be, honest, I have backstories. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I'm also in the corporate world, and um, I'm at a new position. I'm back, <laughs> fully corporate. But before, it was a small company, but before then, I was at a huge corporate company. It was the reason why I left, because all the discrimination that was going on there. Like, you can see it. It was, there was no hiding it. It was straight up, the people at the top was white, the people at the bottom was black. Mm. Like, literally, that's how it was set up. And it was probably, what, one woman at that location that was a manager, but she wasn't even included in the meetings mm. they used to have monthly. Mm. So it's like, I understand where you're coming from, you know, being in this world, how we supposed to maneuver, because if we want to keep going forward, <laughs> you got to play the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. to, a, to a certain extent. Yeah. But you also can, eh, I don't want to say cheat codes, but I mean, or, or yeah, I'll say that. You know, you you can also work to take control of your own your own destiny, take control of your own path, like mm-hmm. write your own path. Oh yeah. And even with something like this, this is this is part of doing that. Like mm-hmm. this is the first step to taking taking control of our our destiny and yeah. going in a direction and and in in a way that we want to go in, and not having people over us to to tell us do it this way, do it that way. I want you to do this at this time. Like this is this is us creating something. Mm-hmm. And you know, God willing, not just this person like this just this podcast, but with everything that we've been talking about doing, it'll come into fruition and you can escape that. Because just just being here, that's all you can hope to do unless you fall into some place that is just like a good fit for you. But like Ultimately, like you're in a capitalist society, 
one that's based upon uh, that's based upon racial like racial imbalance you know and so there's always going to be an element of that mm-hmm. because in capitalism in order for people to have these huge gains there has to be people who have huge losses mm-hmm. and then you don't want people of your group being the people that have huge losses so now you have to put that those losses on another group of people like capitalism and racism have to be tied into each other which is why like when people would be talking about black capitalism it's like yeah nigga but you talking about like a handful of black people making a whole lot of money yeah like what are you talking about bro like they're like you don't understand capitalism enough to understand it it's like a seesaw right so there's the there's the the there's the 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 idea of communism which is Whatever we all make a society, we're going to split it evenly. Mm-hmm. So then the seesaw would be like this. That's the seesaw, right? When you mm-hmm. be young. Mm-hmm. So the seesaw would be like this. But in capitalism, what it is, it's like this. It's unbalanced. So for people to be billionaires, they have to be people who don't have anything. Mm-hmm. There's no other way around it. So when you're talking about black capitalism and we doing the... Bro, <laughs> you're talking about some black people being well off at the expense of others. You know? And so it's just crazy to me. It's like... That's why I just be, man, I was a part of some other shit, but, like, that's why I just be letting these niggas do what they want to do, bro. Because I don't know if they not, I don't know if they if they just don't understand some of the things that they say or if just, like. It is that. Or if the they lack just playing the game. If, I honestly feel like it's the lack of understanding. Because where do they learn all this? If they go into the schools that that's in their community, they're not being taught anything. You can speak on that. Yeah, I mean, some. I mean, but when you paint yourself as like some great figure, and see, I'm almost going into the thing it's talking about, but I'm not even gonna do it. <laughs> don't. You know what I'm talking if about? If you, no, no, no. See, you. see, I don't going, mind talking no, about it. I mind, I mind, because I'm a, I'm a. The way I'm feeling right now, because I already feel amped up. Uh-huh. Like I know what I'm gonna say. Okay. I know what I'm gonna say, and so I'm gonna chill out. But like, yeah, man, like. We're talking about being in this capitalist society, right? And so one more topic that we had, just to just to digress from this and go into something different. Mm-hmm. Something that somebody who's a viewer had asked us to talk about was this college scam. Mm-hmm. Right? Do they want a shout out? Nah, he said he said he good. No. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> I mean, if he wants one later, we can talk about it. We can shout him out. But, yeah, it's college scam. Mm-hmm. And... Um, did you want me to go and you go you or go. you go? You go. No. All right. Just as somebody who, who went to college, had the full experience, did internships uh, throughout, had a job prior to leaving college, um, and then and then did well academically. Mm-hmm. Like, like I graduated summa cum laude, all that type of stuff. So I'm not even talking about college from, from a point, from a standpoint of uh, I didn't succeed. So I feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. It's not that. I, I did. I pushed it to the max being there, right? Mm-hmm. Even so, there's an element, right? The financial element that makes it the scam. It's not being there in general. It's the financial element that's behind it. Mm-hmm. Because college is becoming more and more and more expensive each and every year, right? And then to 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 counteract that, because you don't have the money to go, it's like, well, we can give you loans. Mm-hmm. Freely. We can give you loans, and you right? you don't have to pay this back yet. Right. And, 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 no matter how long it takes. 
And with the loans, the thing is, it's because like you have these companies, and I remember seeing this this crazy like tweet or or something like a meme where it was a guy talking about how it's crazy how it's a job offering fifteen dollars an hour, but they're saying you it requires a master's degree. And so it's like you have these companies saying making these requirements, you have to have a bachelor's, you have to have an associate's, you have to have a master's, you have to have this in order to work for us, right? Mm-hmm. But you're having to incur the debt for that. They're not having to make any type of an investment for that. You're going to incur the debt, and then you're going to come to us begging us basically for a job. Mm-hmm. And then because you have all this debt to pay, we, we're in a higher position than you in negotiations. You got to accept whatever. We're in a higher do. position than you when it comes to you talking about a raise, talking about where you're going to be located. It's like we have all the leverage, and we know they're that. They're going to hit you with this. Oh, you have the degree, but yeah. you lack experience. Look. they you, definitely going to hit you with that. You bet they will. And so, you know, it's a scam in the sense that it's, 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 it's turned into this thing where you have to incur so much debt in order to go. And so even, even going back to our communities, because – we're, we've been in a, in a, such a lopsided position, like in this country, many of our families don't have the same type of wealth as other groups of people. Mm-hmm. So for us to go to college is more expensive because we have to incur more debt, mm-hmm. which puts us even in a larger deficit than other groups of people because other groups of people are having their parents pay for it. It's like with us, it's the other way around. It's more like the parents are less, but the kids are supposed to make more. And hopefully they pull us up. And then the next, next generation is like, okay, we made it to this point. So hopefully you can get to this point higher than me. And it's like, so we keep having to, you know, pull, go backwards. And hopefully help the past generation get better, you know. And then it's like, hopefully this generation do a little bit better. Okay, and then this generation do a little bit better than the last. It's like, that's that's what we're in. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Hey. Instead of the other way around, like our generation to be able to be like, you know what? No, you go do this, and we're gonna seed into you. Mm-hmm. You go be great. You go study, mm-hmm. and then when you come back, we have all these opportunities waiting for you. We we wasn't blessed with that. Yeah, it, I'm not saying for us because we coming from a different side. <laughs> not that different. It's like 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 a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, like, not, like, I didn't have, like, school paid for me. No. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I still had to, like, work and, and, and take out money. So, it's not it's not that different. But, I mean, it's not like but, somebody has a great position already waiting on me. And they like, you need to go to school just to just to, to, to mm-hmm. check it off on the box. And once you graduate, you're going to be back here at the, at the, the family job, at the, mm-hmm. the family company. Because I know somebody like that. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like. It's not a situation like that. It's not a situation where it's like we're gonna pay for everything. You just go make the grades. Mm-hmm. Like for our for our people, it's 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 just not that. And then like one another issue is that for black people, you know, when it comes to unemployment and then underemployment. So un underemployment is when you go get a degree, and then you end up working in a job that didn't require it. Mm-hmm. So you're underemployed based upon what your qualification is. And so black people to a large extent, are way more underemployed than other groups of people. So now you have, like, us going to incur all this debt to be doing something 
that we didn't even have to go to school for. And so then it's like, well, a large percentage of our community just shouldn't have went to school. And I'm not saying, like, you shouldn't have went, like, I'm not trying to say it like that, but I'm talking about, like, outcomes. I'm not talking about what you what you hope for. I'm talking about outcomes. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about being underemployed, there's people who realize now, like, it wasn't even worth it based upon what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. And so the scam, the scam is in the economics of it, you know. So, like, is it a scam overall? I mean, there are t- very technical jobs that you need to go to school for. To be a doctor, to be a... Um, I will want my doctor to have yeah, a degree. I'm to be sorry. a doctor, to be a lawyer, to be a surgeon, to be a um, a uh, engineer. Account- an accountant. Yeah, like, all of these types of things. Like, like you need to have extensive schooling. Mm-hmm. But, like, then there's all these frivolous you know, degrees and all this stuff where it's just like, okay, this is filler stuff just for the university to put out, you know, just for us to get more money because we know we can get people to sign up for it. Hospitality. Art. <laughs> no, and I'm, be, I'm being serious. I'm being honest. Like, there's people, there's people that can be, that are, you know what I mean? There's people who can go get an art degree and, and it can work out for them. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people who go do that shit and they don't. You don't need it. You don't need a degree. Like, bro, for that. if I you mean, a good artist, you go be a good artist. Like, I don't know, like if you want to go to school to learn the basics as in, you know, financial stuff. If you're an artist and you want to learn about the business side to making sure you're not being scammed. Mm. Yes. But I mean, they go to school, I guess, for technique. But I'll just go to a trade. Or, you Man. know, get a certification or whatever the case may be. I wouldn't spend thousands upon thousands of dollars just for this art degree <sighs> i mean basic school what is like fifteen thousand? that's just the beginning that's probably what two years man depending on what school you go to that's that's not even getting you three years well i'm talking about like if you're just doing a basic two years for like that's a like community t- community college maybe someplace like that but at a lot of public institutions yeah, that's not even that's not getting you. You well, you you also calculating room board and all that. Yeah, all of that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Some 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 schools tuition is is that much mm-hmm. like or more. You know, that's great. I yeah. remember one of my best friends. He went to uh, he went to Rice. His 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 scholarship was worth a quarter million dollars. <laughs> and then oh, they getting these schools, these institutions, they getting over because of their names. I mean, no, no, no. I mean, it's it's the name. It's it's it. There's a there's a lot of stuff that go, does go into it. Mm, there's, like I what? mean, alumni network network. Some listen for some schools, just being able to say you graduated from there mm-hmm. and having access to the alumni network potentially could be everything. It it could be it could, it could be worth paying to go there. Mm. You know. But but every place isn't like that. So it's like, I mean, I heard I heard somebody I heard someone tell their their child like when they were going to a uh, he was saying his advice for 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 someone who was going to school or his children would be that let's say you went to Ivy League school, mm-hmm. okay, these kids' parents are more like more than than likely than like the average parents to be doing something like great to be CEOs, to be leaders in their industry, things like that. So it was like, you need to figure out who these kids' parents are. And then you need to befriend them. 
because this is going to be a part of you. This is going to be your network when you leave. And this is going to help you get everything that you need to get in life. Mm. You need you need investors, you know, you need you need angel funding. You need all this type of stuff. You're going there to to get a network, not just to get an education. So it's like some of these schools you're going to for the network. Because a lot of times you get into positions because of somebody you know. And in most jobs, at least jobs worth having, a lot of the people, like it was something like 73% of like the jobs that white people get. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not through open application. It's because they knew somebody that worked there. True. So it's about the network, you know? Yep. And so just... Just with the scam thing, like, it could be a scam, but it depends on why you're going. It depends on what type of degree you're getting. It depends on where you're going to and all these different types of things. But this is flat out line where it's like everybody needs to go to school. If you go to school, you're going to make more. Well, you, well, you you can also get in more debt, you know. I know some people who, who, who are making very good money or at least or at least average money. You know, and but they don't have any debt and they have and they never had any real debt. And so just having that freedom, like, I don't know how that feels. I don't know how it feels to not owe people. You know, I don't know what that feels like. Wow. We was talking about that in the car, too. About what? Paying off stuff. And uh, having that sense of relief. <laughs> yeah, that, that that I had one loan yeah. that was just paid off. Uh-huh. I take that seriously. Yeah. Hmm. I want somebody's not a good... It's not a good feeling. Because cause what it is, is, is like they're, own, they're owning a part of your labor. They're owning a part of like... Of the fruits of your labor. Mm-hmm. It's like they have claim to it if they really want to go get it from you. And it's just not a good feeling at all. So, I mean, you have anything to say about that? Or? No. I feel like we need to go and wrap it up, though. You want to wrap this up? Yeah. All right, anything you want to say? In closing, anything? In closing, I have some stuff to say. Oh, jeez, you want to go? You can go first. Okay. In closing, yeah. kids, don't let somebody say something to you and then you go up and hit them for oh, it. Okay, geez. it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Think more of yourself. Think more of the situation, and think logically, because that's something that our people need to do. Mm-hmm. Our people specifically. All right. I don't care what word is said to you. You have to you have to be more. You know, you mm-hmm. need to be greater. And so I want to say that. I also want to say that I pray to God once we stand up that the 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 phone has recorded all the video. Yeah, we have two phones right I now. I pray to God <laughs> because the last two episodes we did not have full video. No. And then the second one, we had less than we had the first time. Mm-hmm. And this is about improving not regressing so we need to have the full video and then like and then just lastly to be serious um you know this was a really good talk you know 
and I feel as though I was able to really express myself on different things that have been bothering me or plaguing me, not just recently, but like since I was in school, since mm-hmm. I was much younger. But but just now having a platform to to voice my my myself, like it's just really, you know, freeing. And I hope to push this thing further than what it is and to have a, a larger platform to do that even more. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So the way I want to end it, mm-hmm. um, I know you're not going to like this, but what I've learned, what I took away from Will Smith's actions, it's like, Don't regret anything that you do. If you're gonna, if you're gonna do something, do it. Own it up to you. Deal with the consequences. Accept the consequences. Mm. That's something I definitely learned. Cause yeah, he's. (laughs) It's gonna be a lot of stuff that he's going. He's losing, for doing what he did. Yeah. Um. Something else I took. Um. Took from this video. Speaking, pretty much speaking up for myself. Mm-hmm. When we feel as if we've been discriminated against. Right. We're living in a time we don't have to be quiet anymore. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure we both do that. Yeah. Anytime we feel that way. That's why it's important to have a platform. Yeah. To be able to control your narrative. Mm-hmm. As Kanye West would say. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Don't bring kind. Of, I miss yeah. the old Kanye. I'm gonna put that out there. <laughs> no. no comment, but no, jeez. You got anything else? Lastly, I really hope everything has been recorded. Mm-hmm. Please let us know topics you want us to discuss. Right. the The college topic was a good one. Mm-hmm. The Will Smith one was also recommended, but oh, obviously we were gonna touch on that anyways. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely let us know of the topics that you want us to cover. Um, and then just just also give us any critiques and give us feedback. We want to know how we can make the, the listening and viewing experience like the best it can be for the viewers. So just give us feedback. Give us comments. Give us likes, subscriptions. Let people know about it. All that all that good stuff that all the YouTubers tell y'all to do. Mm. Do that for us too. Yeah, we're not regular YouTubers. Yeah. But I, mean, I, I also want to thank you for sharing. You uh, shared a lot on this video. So mm. thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm here for. All right. Mm-hmm. You good? Like we said in church, until we meet again. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Let's go. Y'all ready? Let's get out of yes. here. All right, man. This has been Derek and Deja. We've had a great episode. Thank you all for listening, and we are out of here. Bye. Peace out.